Well, hello everybody and welcome to a Cane and Rinse podcast extra. These come to you every so often when we have something that we want to tell you about. And today is one of those days. Rapture is coming once again. And to tell us all about that, we have uh, Gary Kirby, CEO of Fraggers and the Rapture Gaming Festival. Hello. And Ojo. Uh, I, I know him only as Ojo for fear of mangling his actual name. Uh, creative God. <laughs> creative God. Creative <laughs> God. <laughs> ah, um, yeah, my name's Ojo Gunal, and thanks so much for having us, Leon. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing about this. So, yeah, let's start with the skinny version, the elevator pitch, the basics, uh, because this is a new thing. Uh, it'll be new to many of our listeners, but it may interest uh, a good number of them based in England, Scotland in particular. Oh, and Wales. My mistake. Wales. England, Scotland and Wales. And Northern Ireland. You got you, you coming to Northern Ireland? Uh, we are. Excellent. Oh, that's great. Okay, so yes. That was a snippet future conversation yeah so uh, rapture is basically a, a broad spectrum gaming event uh that's designed to go to communities all over the world and uh it brings that breadth of gaming content and experiences from video gaming to tabletop gaming to cosplay to stage shows competitions esports but in a format that can basically travel to any location and reach those people that can't get to the sort of large central gaming events that you yeah. see in birmingham london mm. manchester mm. um because it's too far away too expensive to, or they haven't even heard about it before so and we're, so we're bringing that sort of that level of experience to the event and then we bring the community from that location into the event uh to so that they can then mingle with their own community and grow their community there you go that's the that's the short version beautiful so uh when one thinks of uh your traditional game expos or events uh, and i've been to a few both as a uh, a professional a semi-professional and indeed as, as a punter uh, one thinks of a certain sort of demographic being prolific but um, perhaps this touring road show with its uh, various stages might appeal to uh, a wider spread of humans uh, perhaps is it a family friendly affair it's the widest spread of humans possible, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, basically, Rapture is up to three show elements uh, put together. Um, the main show is a daytime show, uh, usually the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Family-friendly, what that basically means is that we don't allow any over-18 content. It's safe for families to bring their kids. Uh-huh. But the gaming content is enjoyable by any age. Right. Uh, we have tournaments from uh, Smash Melee. So you know, a lot of the uh, older gamers love mm-hmm. playing some of that. Obviously, the retro zone is huge retro zones and lots of tournaments there everything from competing in Gallagher to fastest runtime through you know Dragon's Lair oh that sort word. of thing okay. and uh, stage shows lots of things like Minecraft zones Fortnite zones so so the daytime show very very family friendly but also something for everybody as well and we have huge like VR presence we have tabletop gaming Warhammer 40k uh, miniatures Pokemon Skylanders uh, you know we have uh, obviously stage shows with loads of creative uh, content uh, creators come to that and put on really great stage shows everything from trying to get people to dance Fortnite emotes to uh, and challenges to you know playing Wii Switch to having uh, Royal Rumble wrestling style fights matches on the on the uh, main stage versus big evil nasty villains uh, and uh, ending the show with a bit of music and uh, and we roll out at about six o'clock and on the Saturday it goes into our second show organically which is then known as afterlife which is basically 
unashamedly over 18s. Right. We have to be klaxon sounds, warning people that at six o'clock it changes. Because there's a lot of shows we do. We, we, I mean, Fraggers does about 300 gaming events a year across Europe. And we know there's a lot of shows trying to blend over 18 and under 18 content. I've mm. had lots of kids, you know, from my oldest is in Brighton finishing her postgrad, which is why I'm here. Um, so, you know, and I don't want to blur those lines. So uh, for the uh, afterlife, it's over 18s. It's, it's, it's games that, you know, add would want to play and uh, the stage shows become more adult and then there's a, there's a proper DJ evening and we have like dancing and stuff um, and uh, yeah that's that's one of my alarms going off while I'm talking to you no um, apologies it's alright and, and, and then the third element which only happens at some events because it's very much based on the venues that we can yeah. find it's the LAN party. And now mm. the LAN party is, I mean, I've been Classic. running gaming communities since the 80s, um, early 80s. I've wow. been running gaming communities. So, um, and LAN parties is something that evolved for us late 80s, early 90s with Mudlands, with the old Muds that started off in Essex and up to Doom and, and moving on from there, where you bring your own assets, your own computers, your own chairs, your own snacks, and you all connect together and then you take part in tournaments. And it's, we have 60 hour LAN parties at the events as well. Now, obviously, they get access to all of the event um and they tend to be over 18 but over 18 over 16s can apply but they're not allowed to go into the afterlife um and uh, yeah and then there's like separate tournaments being run there fantastic internet you know and we have a special people just dedicated to giving fantastic experiences in the lands so in a nutshell that's the three elements that make up rapture and then we just take that everywhere we can get it um everywhere so this year we're doing five main ones yeah. in Colchester, Reading, Fife in Scotland, uh, Cardiff in Wales, and Newcastle. We're also partnering one of the shows that we're, we, we do all of their gaming content for called Mindvention, which is a, a Mojang's official uh, Minecraft convention in the UK and Ireland uh-huh. and Europe. And we do all of their gaming content anyway. And we're starting to bring Rapture to their show as well so that they can have like a hall dedicated to their Minecraft convention where they have very large Minecraft YouTubers and they're, they're very, very focused on that. And then and then we have like a Rapture that joins and partners with it. Um, we've also done some partnerships like the MCM Comic Cons. You'll notice some of the MCM Comic Cons, like the London one that just came out, happened in May, we had a Rapture zone at the MCM as well. So it, it's something where we're trying to bring that community spirit everywhere um i mean i can talk about that community side of it as well if you want feel free go ahead yeah okay so um obviously where we go there's already established communities you know uh, fighting game clubs uh, maybe there's gaming cafes there's shops that sell you know pop figures and, yeah. and gaming D D figures and all sorts of things like that and uh, gaming shops and uh, they want to reach their audiences so we invite them for free to come to rapture and you know maybe retail maybe just show off what they do and recruit uh, and certainly the, even in the first two shows that we did um just one of the local uh, warhammer societies had like had like a staggering increase in their membership because they went to the show they put on some games people came people came for games like fortnite and minecraft and roblox and then say, during the day and was suddenly they were exposed to these fantastic tabletop games um you know like a, a settlers of Catan or mm-hmm. uh, labyrinth or something like that or and warhammer uh and x-wing and all sorts of wonderfulness uh and um so we, we bring those together so we're inspiring them to take their gaming hobby beyond just video games um in into tabletop gaming and, and broad social gaming so um 
and we bring local local content creators in so if there's streamers youtubers that are in the local area they want to get a larger exposure we invite them in we give them some stage time we give them some opportunity to really get to meet their community so mm. it's about you know so like in scotland we have a lot of scottish content creators uh coming along to you know really engage with their audiences in wales we do the same thing so it's, it's not about creating a brand that's uh, you know a, a copy and paste every show every show has that community that then makes it individual so that's right. superb now one of the things that struck me uh, about this uh, event is it's an opportunity for the many many people who are perhaps now interested in virtual reality but aren't necessarily that keen to uh, to pony up for whatever you know whatever kit or whatever gear um, and as we've said many times, um, the only way to really sell the experience of virtual reality is to try it. So this is a place where people can go and uh, for the for the price of, a, of an entry fee ticket, they can play some VR. So what setups have you got and what uh, what are you going to be running on those? Well, we, we have, I mean, it depends on the, on the venue, obviously, because yeah. each venue has a different capacity. But we have anywhere up to eight HTC Vive booths that we run. Um, so for Colchester, it's the first one. We'll be doing six. We also then uh, have a number of uh, PSVRs that we use, um, some of them doing uh, stand-up experiences like uh, Job Simulator, some of them assisting down ones like playing E-Valkyrie in a, in a simulator seat. Um, and obviously, for the stand-up ones, Beat Saber is our most commonly requested now because oh, of that. Wow. Yeah. Video. Yeah. Um, some of them. Some of them will even be doing green screen uh, VR, where you can actually get to watch yourself in the screen uh, using composite video. Um, but again, that depends on the venue. So, um, you know, on a smaller venue, it's quite hard to fit absolutely everything in. So certain things have to give. On the largest venues, we, we can go to town. Um, and yeah, but uh, so HTC Vives are our preferred one because the room scale capabilities with the lighthouses is, is incredibly. Uh, engaging and immersive mm. to a level that we've not seen anywhere else. Obviously, we'll start to be feeding in the the, the Vive Pros uh, as and when they're they're more commonly released. Uh, and uh, we're obviously always looking at some of the other VR technologies that come out and working with other manufacturers. Um, but that, that's that. That's the main experience. And the VR is obviously always insanely popular. Yeah, uh, it's one of the reasons why we introduced the VIP tickets uh, eventually because people right. were like, "No, we want to be able to have more of a, VI, a VIP experience, please." And I'm like, "Okay, if that's what you want." <laughs> You know, we'll give you a dedicated VR booth with, with 20 minute slots rather than five minute slots. Now, I mean, obviously, some people will queue up many, several times to get onto the VR because uh, it, they just love it so much and they know they're never going to get, you know, for, the, for, for, the, for a single price ticket, especially if you're over 18 and you do the Saturday and you're there from the morning to the midnight, yeah. 1 a.m. I mean, you, you, you know, some people will be re returning to those VR booths again and again and again. Right. Um, yeah. You know, early on, very, very busy. Later in the day, so it quietens down a bit. And then the, the repeat customers come back trying to grab some more. Um, it is indeed one of those fantastic things that you just, it's hard to replicate at home. Because even if you've got the gear, like you've got the high-end gaming PC, you've got the high-end uh, virtual reality kit, the space you need, the room, um, yes. it's incredibly uh, intrusive in your yeah. home space. Um, and also, right. you don't want to damage anything. Whereas you come here, and we, we'll give you a large environment to be able to run around and truly maximise that engaging experience. That sounds excellent. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned uh, competitive and uh, land gaming. You mentioned a couple of titles, but uh, what's the sp the spread? We've we've got a very diverse audience at Kane and Rinse, and we cover all genres and all eras of gaming. Um, 
so you know uh i'm hoping i'm expecting some of the the current big hitters to be there but also uh, i hope hopefully there's some uh, some other genre representation as well fighting games and, and whatever else well i mean the, the big hitters uh, i guess would be things like uh csgo overwatch now we, we play a slightly condensed version of it. We, we, we tried using the full size for uh esports you know full uh 5v5 esports mm -hmm. competitions with csgo with the full casting because we, we do a lot of esports events at major yeah. gaming events all over the place but we felt that format was just it was too much for a, a local gaming event they, they want the flavor yes. so we do csgo but 2v2 wingman rather than 5v5 we do okay. cs we do overwatch we do the 3v3 rather than the full 6v6 because sure. it's difficult for local in local areas especially the smaller areas from to be to try and get a team of six together, but a team of three, but it still gives you that fantastic experience. Rocket League, FIFA, we do like King of the Hill, FIFA, that's absolutely everyone loves. Um, obviously, Fortnite, we have a number of different Fortnite competitions going on. Minecraft, we have everything from parkour to glide, uh, battle slash Hunger Games styles, <laughs> you know, the, the original Battle Royale for uh, the gaming world, uh, and Tumble Mode, which uh, Spleef is obviously known on the PC. Um, you know, uh, Skylanders battles where people can either bring their own Skylander con uh, characters or they can use the ones we have in library and battle it out in their Skylander arenas. Um, we have sort of more offbeat games like, you know, Wii Sports competitions, you know, cool. for Tempin Bowling. We, uh, I mentioned some friend. of the... Yeah, that's it. Where we've... Um, with uh, a lot of the retro gaming, we do a lot of competitions as well. St original Street Fighter. You mentioned... Um, well, you, you mentioned some Street Fighter games. Uh, mm -hmm. The great ones that we really love at the moment are obviously Street Fighter Five, Tekken, uh, Dragon Ball Z has become insanely yeah. popular, and yeah. Smash. Smash is is just a thing we all love. Whether it's the Wii U version or whether it's Smash Melee on the GameCube's, we love it. And you know, we have we have, we have very large Smash areas that we do do that. And our, our esports manager is an ex pro Smash player, so you know oh, he obviously wow. gets, okay. gets to Smash hard. <clears throat> missing his days traveling around Europe competing. I, I have to add the rock band as well because we have a rock oh, band stage, which was which was excellent in the previous two events where it attracted a lot of crowds and we have a couple of racing pods here and there as well and yeah a, a bit of everything really isn't it sounds like yes it. yeah I forgot about the rock band this is one of my favorite oh, it is one of my favorites too yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> to yeah, me we have uh, couch guys never doing this a bit. no and we have a couple of really great uh, community creative communities that help us with that um so for example we do league of legends at the event as well but that's right. run by Newell. Uh, the university sports leagues do that for us at every okay. show um we some of the Fortnite stuff um streamers connected do uh the rock band stage is run by couch casters so they take that with us on the tour but they also then get to help with their communities they, they have communities all across the uk so they bring those communities to there as well um the uh, Azusa bringing their uh, Republic of Gamers bus, uh, which is one of our buses, um, right. to every single show as well. And they'll be doing uh, Fortnite competitions for small prizes there. So every round there's a winner if you get the best placement in a round. So, yeah, there is a huge amount. And it, we're always looking at that. And we, we have several um, community competition managers who are always challenging what games we're playing. What, you know, what is it people want to compete? Is it Rainbow Six Siege? Okay, we'll do Rainbow Six Siege. Is it, is it Hearthstone? Um, 
um, I mean, Hearthstone ebbs and flows because of the randomness of the cards, um, about whether mm. people want to compete in that or not. But uh, I mean, the, the breadth of games is, is staggering. I mean, obviously, we Sounds also good. have competitions with tabletop games as well. Um, Asmodee, which is uh, the largest distributor of uh, um, what's the word? geek culture products like board yep. games, tabletop games in Europe, mm-hmm. they come to every single event and they put on loads of little competitions and we have loads of prizes to give away um, from younger kids' games to sort of, you know, your more mature tabletop gamer, uh, strategic player. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have those competitions throughout the weekend. Many of the games we try to do on both days, but often because we just try to fit so much in, we end up with like some being on a Saturday, some being on the Sunday, just to try and get the breadth in, really. Um I think the first show we tried to get everything in one day, every single day, but it just became almost impossible because there were so many games yeah. people wanted to compete. Um, yeah. And Sounds also, I mean, I ha- oh, sorry to butt in, but um, basically uh, what I've seen in the other expos and gaming events is do, do, you can't really play a lot of games when you go because mm. they're always... Whereas when you take it to smaller regions uh, with... Uh, a crazy array of games that Gary has, when you put them in a room, then people actually get to play and interact with the games and play yeah. together. I've seen yeah, many occasions where, you know, um, two customers and other three join together and start playing, I don't know, some retro games. And this is quite interesting in a way that we do have uh, quite a few stations that most people who come to the event will get actually get to play some games yeah. unlike the other ones. Well, I mean, it, 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 obviously with the large ones, it's always challenging with the sheer numbers they bring through the door. But I mean, in terms of the ratio of content to visitors, it's without par because we we have we have we have enough gaming assets to supply the largest gaming events, which we do. I mean, some of the big gaming events you might cover actually, you'll see a lot of those assets are ours, um, and we 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 bring as many as we can fit into those spaces and um i've never seen cues on any of the assets uh, as well as all the competitions we also work with new publishers to bring in new, i had a big call with a publisher yesterday talking about bring a lot of their sort of latest uh, publications to the to the event as well and we're not talking about lots and lots of expo booths we don't do that it's not an expo mm-hmm. um there is some uh, cl- customers uh, uh, vendors there and there are hmm. um, some sponsors who put some booth space out. Um, yeah. you know, Razor have a whole phone section where people c- compete in games like Vainglory and Fortnite uh, and uh, PUBG Mobile, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, with the mobile phones, their Razor phones which are obviously awesome. Uh, and uh, Azus obviously have you know their, their sections as well. So um, yeah, I mean th- there is a huge array of games to play. The, the latest t- titles are always there and uh, depending on the timing, because obviously we we because we, we, we're going to so we're doing so many of these, it doesn't always hit when there's new titles just about to be released. But yeah. when it's absolutely appropriate, those new titles come out. I mean, we've had a few exclusives yeah. um, at previous shows where you know they have the products haven't been released yet, but the games are on there. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is a gaming festival. It is not an expo. Yeah. Um, that is a key differentiator because mm-hmm. obviously the expos, you, you, you'll go there and there may be like 40, 50 booths. Each yeah. one, they've got their own, you know, staff and, and, and that's fantastic. And there, there is a massive place for that in the market. And, you know, we go, we, we go to and supply all of those events as well. Um, this is about, you know, making sure people come to this event and they get to experience everything. Mm. everything they wanted to experience uh, and that that's what makes it crucial 
Yeah, I was going. You sort of uh, hinted at this or touched on this already, but uh, I was going to say like these events can't really happen without partnerships and sponsorships. Um, you've obviously named a few there. Um, what else would they be bringing to the party? Are they offering any cool prizes up for the competitions and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Razor um, have a huge array of products that they'll be giving away at all of the shows from Razer keyboards, mice, headsets, gaming surfaces, controllers. Um, uh, and they're also a staggering amount of things like uh, swag, things like their elite packs for winners of smaller competitions to wristbands, mm. bangers, bags. Um, Azus are, are, are supplying a, a fantastic range of, of smaller prizes. Um, everything from, you know, wristbands to jelly bean packets to all sorts of things. I mean, and we also have medals for a lot of the competitions we have like vouchers and medals we give out for you know like Fortnite player of the of the show things yeah. like that you know so basically people can go away and the idea is that every year when we come back to their region they can come and compete again and they can see how many Fortnite championship medals how many minecraft or roblox championship medals they can get on their shelves um mm. you know and it isn't you know ten thousand pound prize pools and things like that no, but that's no, no. what that's what pro esports is for yeah, yeah. but we we and, and we, we support those too but we want to get we want to get those communities involved in that because otherwise how else are they going to get exposure to the the essence and feel of esports and competitions totally. um yeah you know a training camp swag next generation. And merch could be yours that's it you yeah, could absolutely. end up coming away with with way more worth of stuff than you paid for your ticket if you if you're any sure. good and you're lucky <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of very good players um yeah, sure come to the show don't expect to walk in and and yeah cast everyone aside although that's sometimes how these uh, stories happen isn't it when you know the the classic street fighter two days or even the early 80s arcade days where somebody the you know the 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 unknown un, unnamed stranger kind of walks through the double doors and and takes everyone to school yeah totally <laughs> that, that must happen sometimes at these events the greatest just... one is when you've got all these guys competing in like street fighter five and then some dad comes in with his kid yes and goes, oh i'll have a go son and trounces <laughs> everybody because what he awesome. didn't tell them was it used to be like super street fighter man because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a game that hasn't really changed no nope, the fundamentals decades. Absolutely. No, not the fundamentals. You know, the same up, up, down, bash, right, right, smash, man. I don't know. I'm not very good at it. But <laughs> uh, my, my kids beat me every time. But um, And I used to be a competitive eSports player decade, two, de- two decades ago. Um, um, but that was a long time ago. That's Formative not years. That Formative, well, yeah. I was old even then. But um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that, that is beautiful. And uh, I mean, obviously having such a wide demographic of ages, because a lot of people come for the cosplay and the tabletop gaming right. and the retro, you know, that's mm. why it's so appealing to, you know, people of you know my sort of ages in their 40s and 50s, um, as well as younger kids and adults in their 20s and 30s. Um, so, yeah, everybody has a good time. Uh, special guest appearances are mentioned. Can you give us any clues? Uh, are there any confirmed YouTubers or other industry celebs? Uh, any hints as to anyone who might turn up at any of these particular events? Well, we, we talk with a few big names. Obviously, I mean, we have some partners, key partnerships with a couple of huge names, but we, we couldn't even consider bringing those to some of these raptures because the venues would just basically drown and, and yeah. the health and safety 
uh, I mean, we're partner with uh, Syndicate, for example, and do, have done a lot of work with him in the past and do running his boost and stuff. But to bring him to one of these shows, it would just become a sea of, yeah. So we avoid things at that level. That's what the really big shows are for. Yeah. Um, but in in terms of like content creators on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, um, people like LT Zonda, uh, most of our shows, we we've had people like Troll Zeus uh, in the past. Um, I mean, we are we are talking to quite a few names at the moment. Um, so like on our main stage, we have um, Nick, who's known as uh, well. He's got a name that I can't mention because um, it's not PG rated. But he 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 used to go on a lot of tours with uh, Syndicate, and um, everyone knows him when he goes to these shows. He has his own cookery gaming cookery show, which yeah. is very very popular. Um, and uh, John is just started as a Jinx TV presenter. He's on on uh, Sky TV and Virgin twice a week. He's our main uh, host mm-hmm. um, up on the main stage. Um, I mean Josh Bates. Uh, rider they will come along and uh, mo- most of these are the twitch streamers and the, and the local guys um so it's not about like the massive massive you know 10 20 million uh, sure. subscriber because again that's not what this show is about and mm-hmm. if and if they did come along they would derail the concept of the show yeah. um we deal with those people and we love them um dearly um but you need an army of security just to deal with the waves of people yeah, you need dedicated it. shows yeah i mean if dan tdm came to one of our shows for example he would just it would it would become a dan tdm show yeah um you know which is why he has his tours um i mean kilimanjaro who are also part of rapture they you know they do like the markiplier tours and the graming grumps tours so and then you know and they've done some of like the big youtuber shows and things mm-hmm. as well and we support other shows like summer in the city and things like that and we, we know those you know, those in those sorts of environments really really well i mean most of the people that go to like twitch con in london they all come to our shows because they effectively treat every afterlife like a twitch party mm-hmm. um so, I mean, the number of Twitch streamers that come to our shows with sort of 5,000 to 20,000 to 50,000 subscribers is insane. Um, I couldn't be, begin to start and mention them all. Um, they're, they're always there and they love it. And it's a huge meetup for them. And, of course, the local community streamers then come along and they get to meet all of these successful streamers. And, you know, it's not that they're, they're not all at their, you know, oh, I'm the one making millions, you're the one's making nothing. It's, it's, it's the, they're all streamers that are out there to make great content and they get together and the the new streamers talk to the established streamers and they learn so much and it's like you know how do you engage the audience how do you start you know creating a, a you know patreon site you know, or how do you you know look at getting you know, affiliations and you know and that's what these people are here to do they help teach you that we even have some stage shows on that you know streaming 101 you know how to get into it you know how how do you engage the audience? Is focus on the content, not on trying to get the subscribers. It's that sort yes. of thing. You know? Right. Um, create great content and enjoy it. That's usually the main lesson that comes out of those. Yeah. And, and 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 then the followers will, will come because they'll see you're enjoying it. Um. So that that sort of thing. I mean, I, I tried streaming once. It was terrible. I had like one mm-hmm. viewer, and I forgot to talk to them on the chat. Let's never yeah. do that again. <laughs> yeah yeah sounds uh, like my very brief streaming experiences had a bit more success with podcasting thankfully um yeah so uh, this is a very important thing obviously we've talked a lot about uh the games and and all the fun stuff that will be there but for people of a certain age such as myself middle-aged often the parents but also gamers as, as well themselves now but what will the facilities be like we're talking food drink and comfort the really you know crucial stuff well, like the adult crash. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, what we've discovered over the years of doing gaming events is that gaming events live and die on their food. Uh, I yes. won't mention names. We've been to events where they've not supplied enough food and people yep. have 
had to queue for three hours to get a burger and then you know so simple things like that are really important lessons yes. that we've had to learn but the great thing about obviously having fragus and kilimanjaro on board running rapture is that we have vast wealth of experience running these events uh, and even though these events are geared to be of a smaller scale to get to communities that doesn't mean there's not the learning and experience there to make sure it's a mature experience so plenty of variety of food uh, every single event um plenty of uh, soft drinks healthy options um there is a bar for the afterlife in the evening and yeah. uh, there is like an adult area at, normally at most shows where there's like a bit of an adult crash where some of the parents can go and have a small glass of wine while the kids are playing um that was requested heavily that wasn't something that we started doing that was a very strong consistent request i would imagine um, so yeah um can i have somewhere where i can sit and read a book please i mean some of the places we go to are in sports centers that have like uh, spas and things so mm. it's not been uncommon that the parents drop the kids off um and then the, one or more of the parents goes to go swimming or has a spa while the, the, the kids are playing i mean obviously there's a certain age you have to be accompanied um and we, we enforce that quite strongly because we're yeah. a family-friendly uh, approach um but uh, you know obviously if you've got like a bunch of 15 16 and 14 year olds whatever and they want to go play but you want to sit there in a bunch of warm bath bubbles if that's your thing then uh, many of the venues allow that as well not all of them because obviously we try to quite get quite a diverse range of venues from larger sports community complexes to university complexes um they all bring different and unique opportunities and challenges so and it's great that we can get to go to all those sorts of venues um and still keep that sort of capacity up and the great thing with rapture is that we cap our capacity we cap the size okay. of the show we're not looking to grow individual shows we're not looking to try and create mega shows in every single area we're trying to create a capped experience that we can always contain to make sure that everyone has a great time um because otherwise you'll just end up with another q fest and we don't want that. We don't want Q-Fest because that just means that you turn up, you queue for three hours to get mm. an, a feature experience. Then you look at your watch and you think, well, I've got two hours left. Do I queue for another two hours for another? No, we don't want that. Utterly rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and <clears throat> pushing it for ticket sales just to get that, it, 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 it kills the concept of the show for us. Mm. Um, it, it just doesn't fit our ethos, basically, because we're all about grassroots. We're all about engaging the communities. Even when we're talking about, about food and vendors, we always try to get the local vendors to come and join us and, you know, trying to promote the community rather than trying to have go big, bigger, bigger, because our society right now is fixated on bigger is better or getting bigger. You need to form a company and it needs to make X money. By the it's not about that, as Gary said. It's all about supporting the community and creating as possible for our customers. That's cool. I think I like, I'm going to cry, OJ. That was I like the sentiment. <laughs> it's good to hear. Um, so uh, we're recording this, uh, listener, at uh, on Friday the 6th of July. We're going to release this podcast in a week, Friday the 13th of July. So you still have time uh, ahead of the start of the events. Um, but you guys behind the scenes, uh, what are the logistics like for, for, for doing this, especially in this roadshow format? And uh, how do you think you're going to be feeling in another week's time? 
it, it, it takes a strain. I mean, Ojo is a creative genius. He, he creates beautiful things, um, and he's a beautiful person. And 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 uh, without something like him creating all this beautiful uh, visual art and you know all of the the, the concepts of the the branding of Rapture, we, we wouldn't get anywhere. We're basically we have modulized content. I mean, there's a whole load of things I could talk to you about the logistics of it because obviously a tour hasn't been created. I've not been able to find a tour like this anywhere in the world, which no. is why we want to we want to do it. Yeah. But obviously to do that you need asset mobility on a level that's never been seen before now the elements that fraggers and kilimanjaro bring is well fraggers have six double decker gaming buses like the razor bus you know mm. the game bus the rog bus we have you know we have the vr vans we, we we do events all over europe we have asset mobility that is what we are specialists in so we know how to get assets very very fast to different events and um when doing 300 events a year you get good at moving it quickly so that's our real key speciality lots of assets deployed anywhere um in fact the ethos of fraggers is about affordability and accessibility of awesome gaming experiences and Kilimanjaro, um, which is uh, uh, Ojo's uh, company, uh, which yeah. doesn't own no, uh, Kilimanjaro. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> otherwise you can lend me a fiver because it's, it's a lovely fantastic sized company they do like Ed Sheeran tours Muse, Katy Perry, uh, Stereophonics as I mentioned earlier Markiplier, Gaming Grumps these guys know tours these nice guys know how to make a tour work logistically effectively mm. um, from the show perspective you know, you know health and safety uh, you know staffing uh, sales and marketing so together we created this union that was just absolutely beautiful because we're always, uh, we can we can, we can and take this anywhere fast we mm. could be doing a gaming event every single week who who else can do that nobody so let's do it let's make that real let's take it everywhere yes. um i mean part of our long-term vision is about being able to create modules for the shows that the, the units that can go anywhere in the world so i mean we're already talking to some very diverse countries uh, there's even a community for example in south africa very interested in partnering up with us to take it across the whole of south africa we were talking Crikey. to america we, we want to we want to go to asia pack you know this this uh, is this is extensible beyond the uk but obviously we need to see how the uk goes first and it will always be homed here this is this is where it came from the uk um and you know this is where its home is but we want to see you know can we bring this to everybody because everybody deserves this and in some countries, they, they will never get to see a gaming show because if they don't live near some mega city that makes it commercially yeah. viable to put a huge show, mm. how are they ever going to see that? How are they ever going to experience some of these VRs? How are they going to have 20 people all sitting next to them playing the same game in a competitive environment? That thrill of the social gaming experience, they're not. They're never going to. So we need to, that's what we want to do. And it, it, it is altruistic. It is, you know, um, Extremely, uh, I'm not quite sure what the word is, but um, there's a word. I'll think of it in a minute and I'll be it's, wishing I'd uh, said it. Ambitious and bold. Ambitious, that was it. Bold and ambitious and brave. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Right. Well, you've definitely uh, you definitely sold the experience. I think so. Uh, remind our listener of the uh, the locations, the dates, and uh, where can people get tickets and sort of what what prices they're looking at for for what experiences certainly so um the first one's colchester in essex 21st 22nd of july um the next one is in reading on the the 28th to the 29th of july one week apart oh my gosh (laughs) the next one after that's in glenroths in fife 
uh, in on the 11th and 12th of August. And then we're in Cardiff on the 8th and the 9th of September. But at the same time, we're also putting on one of those kind of rapture lights in Lisbon, in Northern Ireland with my invention in the same weekend. Oh, yes, cool. we can. We can do that too. Um, and then the last one that we've got uh, booked for 2018 is Newcastle on the 13th. 13 and 14, yeah. Of October. Um, and then by the way before then, we'll have started to announce our 2019 dates, which will be many more than that. Oh, I mean, our basic targets are 10 shows next year, 20 shows by 2020, which sounds arbitrary, but it was, it was, it was fluke. And then it became poetic. So then I kept it. Um, our aim next year is also to do one event in Germany, um, yeah. mostly because one of our main sponsors in, is in Germany. Two of our main sponsors are in Germany, and yeah. uh, Kilimanjaro is part of DEAG based in Germany. So we've, and yeah, we do a lot of work and a lot of events in Germany. So it felt like a beautiful place to start our European leg as well. Mm -hmm. um, um, yes, so that that is it. Sounds fantastic. So yes, uh, where and how much are tickets for folks to buy? Well, if you um, you can go to rapturegamingfestival.com for all the ticket options, and um, our ticket prices start from around um, eleven pounds per person if you buy a group saver ticket, and then it goes up from there. There's a variety of uh, options that you can pick from. Um, we've got the VIP upgrade add-on as well, which has so a twenty-minute VR slot, and we've got um, and it beautiful goodie bag with all gaming swag in included and then it also uh, gives you a little other goodies and game codes and this and that some and, and early access oh absolutely yes early access to the event um half an hour early on each day ah. you purchase the vip upgrade kids uh, and candy stores stuff yeah exactly and then we've obviously got on select locations we have the lan option um, where the customers can come in from 10 a.m. on Friday, so the day before the festival starts, actually, oh, yeah. and then um, enjoy the build with us while playing their games <laughs> until 4 a.m. in the morning. It's Hold our hands while we're crying. Yeah. <laughs> but we've had Put up some lighting. Do a health <laughs> exactly. and safety assessment. <laughs> but you would be surprised. Last year, we've um, in November, we've had the LAN at Colchester, and... It was wonderful, and we had the synergy with every single person that came to LAN, and they were like, you know, talking to us and giving us ideas. You know, it's again, it's it's our ethos. It's all about the community. So yeah, we have the LAN options um, on four or five locations, and that's about it, really. Awesome. So, uh, can people actually turn up on the day though, or is it is definitely get a ticket in advance? Is is it possible to if you if you if it's a nice day and you remember this is happening and you want to go on a whim? Absolutely, as long as it's um, it's subject to availability. Let's say because sure. if we're sold out, we're um, prior. We're going to announce it, of course. and then we might sell. We might we might sell out in the early hours of the day as well. So I mean, it's all subject to availability. But yes, we will be selling tickets and VIP upgrades at the door. Fab. Okay, so to close, then uh, where's the uh, where's the your and the and the event social media? If you want to give those out, um, well. Yeah, um, basically, we are quite strong on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us, again, search for uh, Rapture Gaming Festival, uh, and then it will come up right away. Uh, please follow us there, and we put all our announcements, all, our, um, all the details about our um, competitions and prizes, basically everything 
is goes up to the social media first and then gets goes down to other mediums. So follow our, follow our channels. <laughs> like Rapture Fest on Twitter. Yes, Rapture Fest on Twitter and Rapture Gaming Festival on Facebook. Okay, we'll uh, we'll link and tag all those uh, things in with this podcast. So uh, yeah, beautiful. Nicely done. Uh, all the best with it, Gary and Ojo, and uh, thanks for telling us all about it. And yeah, maybe we'll speak to you again in the future as you as your tendrils spread further across the country and even the world. Yes, well, <laughs> thank you for letting us talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. This was a pleasure.